0: Bleak Expectations by Mark Evans, Volume 3, Chapter the Second A Now Grim Life, yet More Grimified.
1: Damnification and Plastelment. My daughter and son-in-law are late and I want to see my grandson. You are fond of the child, sir? I love him more than I love brandy or beef or punching a Frenchman. (laughs) I believe I hear them, sir. You are late. and Where is my grandson?
2: Father, please, quiet. He is asleep downstairs.
1: I am very disappointed.
2: (laughs) Ay, Oh, (laughs) pa-uncle.
1: Well, that's slightly better. Should someone check on the child? No need. No, we have a splendid device to do that.
3: Behold our new baby alarmer.
1: That is a piece of string.
3: This string is attached to a wooden dowel in the baby's room. One tug and the dowel comes out, freeing a wheel to move a mechanical arm which nudges a marble down a chute. That triggers a spring which releases a mouse who will run excitedly towards some cheese, pushing it down a hole and dropping it into a seesaw, thereby launching a lead weight into a jar of water which will shatter and splash all over a cat which, being startled, will screech loudly. The baby will be thoroughly alarmed, starts to cry and therefore we will know he's all right. (laughs) All perfectly simple.
2: Shall we check on him now, dearest?
3: A gentle tug and... Shall we continue your story? What?
1: I can't hear you over the sound of my apparently happy grandson.
2: I shall go and soothe him. I have shut him in a cupboard so he may learn self-reliance.
1: Excellent. (laughs) Then we shall continue. Last time, you heard how my evil ex-guardian, Mr. Gently Benevolent, returned from the dead for the second time and attempted to frame me for murder. Failing in that scheme, he then kidnapped me and took me to an unknown location where I now sat bound in a darkened and sinistered room.
3: So, Pipbin, you are at my mercy. And alas for you, I have no mercy. (laughs) What do you intend to do? I have drawn up an agenda for our time together. Let me read it to you. One, pain. Two, more pain. Three, quite a lot of suffering. Four coffee and biscuits. Five pain again, six agony, and finally seven any other pain.
1: You're a monster, albeit an organized one. His torturing started in a low-key way. His salmon is a little overdone.
3: Have some wine with it.
1: But this is red wine! With fish, you fiend! But it soon became crueler. He did unspeakable things to me with a range of instruments. He hit me in the face with a violin, pushed a clarinet further up my nose than he should have and made me wear two tubers as earrings. (laughs) The only comfort I had was the knowledge that my best friend Harry, wife Ripley, and sister Pippa would be striving valiantly to save me. We haven't a
0: second to lose. These crumpets are very nearly burnt.
4: of crumpets when Pip is held captive by Mr Benevolent.
0: Yes, I'd forgotten. You are right, Pippa. I must start work on a Pip bin rescuing device. Immediately. Now. Instantly. First thing tomorrow.
2: (laughs) Alas, my poor husband is probably dead already. I'm almost certainly a widow now. A young, comely widow is it too early to go to parties and flirt with other men yes you are right dear sister in law i must grieve for him first i shall commission a memorial to dear almost certainly dead pip
1: meanwhile i was still in mr benevolent's evil and hideous clutches
3: <laughs> do you take milk please And have a biscuit. That's very kind of you. Right, coffee break over. What's next? Ah, yes, more pain.
1: (laughs) (laughs) His torments became crueler yet. He gave me the latest best-selling novels, but then ruined the endings.
3: (laughs) By the way, the first Mrs. Rochester lives in the attic.
5: I was enjoying that!
1: (laughs) He rubbed my face with herring and got cats to lick it off with their weird rough (laughs) tongues. Oh, why can't you have normal tongues like dogs or humans? I could only bear the agony because I knew my family's love would save me.
2: I have designed my memorial, a thousand-foot statue of dear, pretty definitely late Pip. In the chest shall be a concert hall. People will ascend the trouser staircase and listen to the Pip Bin Memorial Orchestra, then stroll through the lush... Fertile gardens of his loins.
0: And I have drawn up plans for my Pip Bin rescuing machine. Look, that is me on the left using my Pip Bin rescuing device to rescue Pip Bin, who is on the right.
4: And the blank bit in the middle with the huge question mark is your device?
0: Yes, touch of the old inventor's block.
4: Why are you two wasting time on pointless machines and memorials?
2: Overseeing the statue helps me grieve. It will be soothing to watch the men at work. Stripped, almost bare. (laughs) Oh, 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 how I miss Pip. We all do.
4: But at least I am doing something to find him. What, exactly? I spend hours each day in the house criatorium weeping for his return.
1: (laughs) As for me, Mr Benevolent had saved his vilest torture implements for last. Wheels of cheddar, wedges of brie, and truckles of stilton. Fear ran through me. I was going to be cheese boarded. Now, let us start with this camembert.
5: But it is not yet runny, you monster.
1: He began his evil work force-feeding me cheese hour after hour and not a glass of port in sight. No man can bear this much cheese by itself.
5: I must have a cracker. Maybe some chutney. <laughs>
1: Eventually, the inevitable cheese hallucinations began. As before my cheese-scrambled mind came a vision of my own dear sister.
4: Poor Pip. I miss him so. Why, I can almost see him in my mind's eye.
5: Pippa. Dear Sister Pippa. It is as if I can see you.
4: He speaks. My hallucination speaks. She speaks. My hallucination speaks. And it is as if I can smell him. And... He smells really, really cheesy (laughs) Oh, I can bear this vision no longer I must flee the quietorium
1: No, curse these hallucinations of illusory hope Until finally, Mr. Benevolent had finished his evil tormenting
3: Well, I think we've worked our way through the agenda Oh, did I staple gun your nostrils together yet? Yes (laughs) Did I flick you with a wet towel? No Yes, (laughs) ow!
1: Right, just one more item Kill Pip Bin, that shouldn't take long he pulled out a flintlock pistol and aimed it at my head. Goodbye, Pip Bin. In my despair, I had another cruel hallucination.
0: Oops, sorry, wrong room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello, Pip. I didn't know you were in here being shot by Mr Benevolent. <laughs> I'll go.
3: <laughs> Hang on.
0: <laughs> this is probably a silly question, but do you need rescuing? Yes, yes.
3: Wait there, Pitbin. I'll just go and get my Pitbin rescuing device. <laughs> that fool. By the time he's fetched his device, you'll be long dead and my plan for world domination... Got it! Was... <laughs> oh, no, sorry, I've forgotten a bit. Ah, by the time he's fetched his missing bit, you'll be
0: long dead and my plan... Got for... it! Oh, now, just to set it up. <laughs> ah, by the time he's set it up, you... Finished! Oh, now, all I have to do is wait for the
3: vernal equinox... Well that's not supposed to happen Curses Your falling device has knocked the pistol from my hand Oh, I must flee But I shall return New plan, more evil, blah di blah You know the form by now
1: He turned and plunged out of the window
3: Didn't hurt
1: (laughs) And Harry stood
0: triumphant I have won Well that was surprisingly easy I must admit, it's a bit of a relief, because the vernal equinox isn't for ages.
1: <laughs> Harry,
5: dear friend, you have rescued me You can take me home.
1: Take you home? Uh, uh, yes? My mind was in such a cheese fuzz that it seemed only seconds before I was back in my very own bedroom and laid to rest, in a good way and not in a dead way.
2: <laughs> oh, joy! My memorial shall be a living memorial! Memorial? It is nearly finished! By the strong, sinewy, sweating foundry workers. Oh, 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 how mainly glad I am to see you alive.
1: (laughs) Mr Benevolent's cruelty had left me scarred. I had stilton burns and a nasty cheddar graze. But but the mental scars were worse. Cheese fear was driving me out of my wits. The cheddar! The cheddar! Luckily, help soon arrived. Yes? Good morning.
6: I am an itinerant mind straightener, anti-loon doc or dementalizer,
5: A psychiatrist. Oh, that's a much better word for it.
1: Do you have any
6: bent minds, loons or mentalists in need of treatment?
5: Why, yes, for my own mind is bent into a loony mental shape. Then let me help you. My name is Dr. Caduceus Whackwallop. But that makes you a cousin to the hard thrashers and stone beaters and therefore a natural ally of Mr. Benevolence. Gently, who? Most reassuring. But can you treat me? Can you cure me? I will treat you more than an indulgent grandmother
6: and cure you better than a yummy ham. First, I must ascertain
5: your exact mental state. Cheese based terrors left me constantly on edge. Any loud noise startles me. Like this one? Ah, oh, yes. My apologies.
6: Boo! Bah. You're in a state which my mind straightening German colleagues would call. Spritel meiner Herzikoff Alice Ruiser Bundigen, which loosely translates as
5: "sad." Such economy of language, the Germans. So
6: long as you avoid all contact with cheese, I believe I can help you. But first,
5: you must sign this consent form. Of course, but this is not a form. It is an a 4 size slice of Emmental. Ah! And I've made
6: my lunchtime sandwich with paper rather than cheese (laughs) What an amusing mix-up
1: It was not an auspicious start But a visit to see my living memorial cheered me
2: Is it not a handsome statue? A supple yet strong one With needs and desires and passions
5: It is Though I do not recall ever being a cavalry officer
2: You were not here, dear husband, and I needed a model
5: Of course Now I must go home to rest
2: And I must continue polishing the gigantic buttocks and loins of the statue <laughs> Oh, 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 how shiny it shall be
1: Her evident joy in it warmed my heart And the next day, Dr whackwallop returned
5: Mr Ben, i brought you a gift Oh, it is some milk How kind. No. This milk is off. So off it has become cheese. Ah. Tell me why
6: cheese upsets you so. The memory is too painful. Then let me use a technique some people call mesmerism or hypnotism, but which I call swirly-eye (laughs) mindy-mendism. Look closely at this watch on a chain as I
5: swing it. Ow. (laughs) Why did you hit me on the head with the watch? And again.
1: He hit me repeatedly and rhythmically over the head with the watch and I drifted into a dazed trance. My
5: head hurts. What do you remember? Torture, most vile, Mr. Benevolent, leering, looming, laughing. Ah, <laughs> uh, I can hear him
6: now. But he is not here. And now I see him. He is here, I tell you. A repressed, traumatic image. There is no one here. I shall wave my hand vigorously through the air to prove it. I... I... Sorry. Now, tell me about the room you were held
1: in. I described it, and to my surprise, he led me down the corridor and into a room that was horribly familiar. This
5: is the room. But how did you
6: recreate it so precisely? I did not, for this is where you were held, your house
5: criatorium. I do hope the shock isn't too overwhelming. I did not recognise it. For as a man, I have never been inside... But to have been imprisoned in my own home, I fear my mind will break. And we'll leave it there for today.
1: (laughs) The revelation shattered me. I stung more than a sunburned man who has fallen into a bed of nettles and then tried to ease the pain with wasps. (laughs) How did you not
0: realise I was in the criatorium? With hindsight, perhaps we should have... um, What with hearing you shouting, Ow, ow, stop torturing me, Mr Benevolent. Someone please rescue me all the time.
2: Alas, dear husband, I could not hear you for I was in the foundry supervising your memorial. Dear brother, I wept for you.
5: Perhaps if you'd looked for me (laughs) in the room (laughs) where you were weeping. (laughs) Because it turns out that's where... (laughs) I what?
4: These past months have been so hard for us.
5: Hard for you? (laughs) Right. Because it was so easy... for me. (laughs) Phew. (laughs) I'm glad about that. (laughs) No, it was not easy. Not. I was tortured. Now get out.
2: Very well.
1: But I'm your best friend, Pit Bin. No, I need a new best friend, for this one is broken. I felt hurt, angry and betrayed. That night my dreams were worse than ever. Mm,
5: so now you know. Mr Benevolent,
1: are you real this time?
5: More real than the love your family showed you. You are right, even though you are an evil
1: hallucination.
3: Who can you trust? No one. Who can you love? Oh, I know this one. <laughs>
1: Is it no one again? My anger and madness increased when I made certain financial discoveries. Rightly. Your memorial has cost an enormous sum of money.
2: Can you put a price on such a gift, dear husband?
5: Yes. (laughs) Harry, your rescuing device cost twice as much, and it never even worked. Just wait till the vernal equinox.
4: (laughs) I have not wasted your money.
5: Then what about this enormous invoice for tissues and a...
2: It is only money.
5: Only my money. And it did not betray me or leave me in Mr Benevolent's clutches. I know now that cold, hard cash is better than warm, soft
1: people. I instantly became a reclusive miser and retreated to my bedroom where I lay surrounded by piles of cash. I was insane. And not in a slightly over-eccentric, actually a bit of a laugh way like an uncle who collects potatoes, (laughs) but cruelly, bitterly insane... Like an old woman who boils cats. (laughs) And I remained in that state until Harvest Festival Eve, a traditional time of feasting, frolics and fun. But not for me. I lay in bed cuddling a teddy bear I'd made out of (laughs) banknotes. Hating the happiness around me, I finally fell asleep, but was awoken by a terrible sound. It sounded like chains being dragged across the floor. The sound came closer and closer until it stopped outside my room. The door began to open and my fear grew great indeed.
0: Hello. (laughs) Um, I've brought these heavy chains to secure your door. I thought if I helped you keep your money safe,
5: you might stop hating me. Do not worry, Harry. I shall not stop hating you.
0: Mm. Well... There are the chains anyway. I'll leave them at the foot of the bed.
1: He left, looking like that most miserable of fish, the saddock. (laughs) I fell asleep again, but once more was awoken by a strange sound.
5: That sound? Is it rustling wheat? I am the ghost of Harvest Festival Past. (laughs) Come closer, spirit, that I may see your face.
3: Very well, Shotting chains that...
1: oh. uh, where was I I looked at the dread spirit his trousers were sheaves of wheat and he had a jacket of sliced tomatoes on his head was a hat made of tins of soup and he had ears of ears of corn
3: I come to impart moral lessons via means of visions and possibly some shouting right let's get going behold the bus
1: he waved his arms wildly sending slices of tomato flying and suddenly, my room was full of mist. As it cleared, a bright light shone behind me, casting strange images onto the wall. Behold, Harvey's Festival some years ago. Is that your vision? Shadow puppets.
3: <laughs> Past is a shadowy place, and we are mere puppets of fate. Tenuous. <laughs> See, are the shadows not happy?
5: They look like two slightly rubbish rabbits. <laughs>
3: Then listen. Oh, happy Harvest Festival, Pip-Bin, and to you, Harry Biscuit.
5: That's just you doing the voices. Question not the visions. But I am. I'm questioning the visions.
3: (laughs) Look, it's just establishing that last Harvest Festival, you had a family and were happy, all right? Now, behold Harvest Festival present.
1: Again he waved his arms and mist and flying tomatoes filled the room. There was a sound of floorboards being ripped up. And when the mist cleared, I saw... Why, a vision of my family in the
5: dining room beneath this room.
2: (laughs) I wish my beloved husband would return to me. This is the worst harvest festival ever.
4: All this food and I have no appetite. Nor do I.
0: Me neither, though I might have some of that cake.
4: Poor (laughs) kid. He is so sad now. So
5: wretched. So delicious. Sorry, I'm I'm talking about the cake. (laughs) They weep for me, but why? I'm happy with my money. I need them not. Really? Yet you yourself weep. It's hay fever from all the hay you're wearing. Sorry. Honestly, on with your visions, dread spirit.
3: Actually, there will now be a short interval between visions. Would you like an ice cream? Yes, please. (laughs) Hold on, there is no spoon. It's in the lid. (laughs) What's that noise? It is the visions being prepared.
1: Would you please take your seats as tonight's visions will recommence in one minute. (laughs) The mist cleared again and I beheld a man and a woman in a room with a table and solitary chair.
3: Behold, Harvest Festival present, part two. I love this bit. (laughs) Such a shame we've only the one chair
6: for our Harvest Festival feast.
4: Because of that cruel Mr. Bin, we've had to marry off all our chairs.
3: Who are these people? They are humble workers in your bin factory.
1: I hear the children. The door to their hovel opened and the tallest, widest, largest child I had ever seen entered.
4: Massive Tim!
1: <laughs> Hurry, mother! Father!
4: Where
6: is
5: your crutch, Tim? Aye, it broke when I leaned on it. <laughs> these accents. Would a northern father and cockney mother marry? And then have a Scottish son.
3: Do not doubt the visions. Hello,
2: beloved parents. Oh,
6: my new Michael, my little pride and joy. And this one's Irish. Silence.
2: As you cough, Michael. Fine. <coughs> Almost certainly not deadly.
6: <coughs> Let us feast. I shall sit first. Now come, mother, sit on me.
4: And Michael, sit on me. And Tim on me. Oh,
6: oh. Oh. And that's our last chair broken.
2: Never mind, Father, for we have each other and shall do forever. <coughs> God bless us,
4: everyone. Apart from pe- oh, oh, yes. yeah.
5: yeah, your, your visions <coughs> cannot harm me, Dread Spirit.
3: Behold, Harvest Festival yet to come.
0: Oh. Harvest Festival's not the same without Michael, is it?
5: What happened to my newt Michael? Is he dead? He cannot be.
4: He'd still be here if it wasn't for Pip Bin.
6: Yes, because of him we've had to eat our youngest son.
4: <laughs>
5: no, this cannot be. But there is more.
1: Once more there was mist and then a terrible scraping sound, as if a large stone was being dragged across the floor. The mist cleared and I saw a large stone. It is my
5: gravestone.
3: Um, read the inscription.
5: Here lies Pip Bin, who died ironically consumed by greed because he was rich but avaricious, and that avarice killed people and ruined lives, and he was selfish and awful and smelt weird, dressed badly, had hideous breath, touched dogs in odd ways. He <laughs> was basically yucky and er. Uh. Just gets abusive at the end.
3: Well, that is your fate, Pip
5: Bin. No. What must I do? Oh, spirit, how can I redeem my eternal soul?
3: A cheque will do. What? <laughs> You're rich, that's the problem. Give it away and you'll be fine. A cheque to whom? We spirits run a charity called the General Business Charity. I shall make out a cheque immediately for everything I owe.
5: A small price for my soul.
3: To save time, you can just put the initials with
1: big gaps between them.
5: Very well. Pay GB everything. And just sign it.
1: My hand hovered over the check. With a few strokes of the pen, my humanity would be restored. But suddenly. No, Pitpin! Do not sign that check. But the spirit commands it. That is no spirit. Harry advanced on the dread, harvest festivally figure! Ha-ha. And pulled on his broccoli beard. It came away, revealing. <sighs> Mr. gently benevolent! Curses, I am rumbled.
3: Then the visions were not real. <laughs> Merely second-rate actors. Charles!
5: I knew the accents were too widely dispersed to be plausible. I told you we
6: needed to workshop it more benevolent.
5: Dr. Whackwallop,
3: these visions were all about my money. I need money for my evil schemes. Alas, I'm finding it very hard to get a job. I've been dead for so long that there is a massive gap on my CV. (laughs) This entire scheme was designed to persuade you to give me your money, the torture, your fake rescue by that idiot Harry Biscuit. You let me rescue him on purpose.
1: <laughs> Harry suddenly lunged at Mr Benevolent, ripped his soup tin hat from his head and started hurling the tins at him and Dr Wackwaller. They retreated under the soup assault and suddenly... No! A cock
6: leaky in the head! No! Oh! <laughs>
1: They plunged through a hole in the floor leading directly to my dining room beneath. Of course!
5: The vision of my
1: dining room was actually my dining room! <laughs> when I
0: saw the hole, I immediately hastened to rescue you, pausing only to finish some cake and a whole trifle.
6: I must lick my wounds. Hmm, oxtail, tasty. <laughs> Alas, benevolent, I've been cream of tomatoed and mulligatorne even under death. Oh dear! Here comes my dying broth.
3: Oh, well, another evil accomplice dead. Nevertheless, I shall return, Pip Bin, and my next scheme will be way more evil and successful and much less dependent on complex psychology and visual effects.
5: <laughs> and now I must thank you for saving me, dear Harry.
0: Dear? That is a word you have not used towards me in a long time, Pip Bin.
2: Dear husband Pip... You are unmental once more.
5: I am as sane as a salamander, dear Ripley.
2: That most rational of amphibians. (laughs) And do you still love money?
5: No, dear sister, for I have realised that money is the root of much evil, and I fear that as a rich man I have abused and exploited the poor.
1: Indeed, though Mr Benevolent's plan had been evil, it had raised valid moral questions. And I feared (laughs) that if I did not start using my money for good my immortal soul would be forfeit. And did
3: you use your money for good? Did you build huge houses for the poor out of coins? Did (laughs) you cure all known disease with a magic shilling?
1: If only it had been that simple. (laughs) Mr. Benevolent had not finished with me. If you return next week, you will hear how my attempts to use my money for good were nearly foiled, and how the whole of London itself was threatened by his most evil scheme,
0: yet. Bleak Expectations was written by Mark Evans and starred Richard Johnson as Philip Bin, Tom Allen as Young Pip, Anthony Head as Mr Benevolent, James Bachman as Harry Biscuit, Geoffrey Whitehead as Dr Wackwallop, Sarah Hadland as Rightby and Lily, Susie Kane as Pipper, and Mark Evans as Sundry Silent Bystanders and Massive
4: Tim. The producer was Gareth Edwards.